Amen. Numbers chapter number 10 in your Bible. We're going to start our reading in verse number 29. Let's stand together and uh, we'll read just a few verses and then pray and let, let you be seated uh, this morning. Uh, the Bible says in Numbers chapter number 10 and verse number 29, And Moses said unto Hobab, Don't that make you feel better about your name? Amen. And Moses said unto Hobab, the son of Ragul, the Midianite. Ragul makes me want spaghetti. I don't I know why, but uh, amen. But anyway, Moses said unto Hobab, the son of Ragul, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, we are journeying unto the place of which the Lord said, I will give it you. Come thou with us. We will do thee good. For the Lord hath spoken good concerning Israel. Verse number 30 says, And he said unto him, I will not go. I'm interested in this scripture this morning because there's an invitation from Moses and the people of God for Hobab, which seems to be his brother-in-law. He's come to visit him and Moses has showed him no doubt their camp and what they have. And uh, he's offered him an opportunity for him to go with them. But according to this verse number 30, he rejects his initial offer. Amen. I want to preach for just a few minutes this morning on Hobab's great decision. Hobab's great decision. Uh, Amen. The decision that Hobab was making here was a decision between life and death. Perhaps this morning, Pastor, there may be someone in this room this morning uh, uh, that may make a decision, and it may be their last decision uh, when it comes to eternity. I agree with the pastor, uh, uh, as he said yesterday, salvation, and he didn't say it exactly like this, uh, but he did say it. Uh, uh, Salvation basically is uh, a man uh, uh, for whosoever will. It is. uh, but it's not a whensoever, amen. It's, it's just a whosoever and there is a time. I, I heard him say that yesterday that someone may be thinking, well, after church, I'll talk with Brother Williams. And uh, the pastor said, it may be too late for you to talk to Brother Williams. For you don't get saved uh, exactly when you want to. You don't plan it out, well, next year in, uh, in March, I'm gonna get saved. No, you get saved when God gives an invitation. Now, serious it is this morning, God may be giving someone an invitation for the last time. You say, preacher, are you sure that that's biblical? Well, I can show you some places in the Bible where God dealt with them and they rejected it and he never dealt with them again. I can show you some cities Jesus came through and because they rejected him, he never came back. I can show you over in Proverbs chapter one where God stretches out his hand but no man regarded and so because they would not accept him, then he laughed at them when their calamity and their distress came as a whirlwind. I can show you some places in the Bible where God says that he came unto his own, but his own received him not. Amen. So you have to to decide to accept the Lord Jesus. And if you don't decide to accept him, then you're automatically now rejecting him. So I want to preach for just a few minutes this morning on Hobab's 
great decision. Let's pray and you can be seated. Father, we love you. Thank you for letting us be here this week. It has been an honor and a blessing to be at the Bible Baptist Church here in Rossville. I'm praying, God, that you'd please now take your servant this morning. I present my body to you as a living sacrifice. And I'm praying, God, that you would fill me with your spirit. Help me to preach with unction. Lord, without you, there'll be nothing done. And so, Lord, we're praying, God, that you would use my words this morning, my lips, my body, my tongue, my voice, my mind. I turn it all over to you, God. And, Lord, may you use it this morning to perhaps give an invitation out of somebody to come and go with us. Lord, we'll thank you for what you do. We're still on on the mountaintop from yesterday and the four souls that were saved. We're asking God you would offer that again today. And God, we'll praise you for it. I run all over the country and tell everybody you did it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You can be seated. Now, I'm dealing this morning with this individual. Now, we find out some things about Hobab. Hobab's name means beloved or beloved. Hobab was loved of Moses. Moses loved Hobab. And I know there's some another place in the scripture. Some wonder about whether Hobab was the, was the brother-in-law. But I believe here in these scriptures that we can use him here and see, amen, him as being part of his physical family. Uh, great men of God like Mays Jackson from days gone by. Uh, he had preached the message, uh, will the circle, will the family circle be unbroken? Uh, you don't hear that very often anymore, uh, but what he was preaching about, uh, amen, Brother Laddie, he wanted uh, his family, he wanted everybody that was involved in his family, uh, amen, to all go to heaven when they died. Uh, oh, how sad it'll be uh, if mama goes but daddy don't. Uh, oh, how, how sad it'll be uh, if if a brother goes but sister don't, how sad it'd be, amen, if grandpa don't get to go, amen, but the rest of the family does. How sad it'd be if a young teenager in the family decides they're not going. Maybe they were raised up in church all their life, believed in God, but when they went to college, amen, they have a way of twisting things and manipulating things into getting you not to believe like you should. My I'm concerned about our country. They're even saying now that they believe that they can give you a shot and change the way that you think and cause you not to even believe in God anymore. Are you listening? That's a serious thing. Playing around with DNA. Playing around with your genes. Playing around with your blood chemicals. Amen. My, my. If they can give you a shot and cause you not to believe in God anymore. We are close to strong delusion. Hobab was beloved of Moses. Amen. He's part of his family for sure. Amen. And, and Hobab's come and he's seen what's going on around Moses. No doubt he's heard and he's known him. He knows he's the real thing. He knows Moses is not playing. And here he is. And Moses is talking with Hobab and says, I want you to come and go with us. 
Now, I want you to notice in verse number 29, Moses said unto Hobab, the son of Raguel the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, we are journeying unto the place of which the Lord said. Now, I want to say this to you. Uh, Moses probably there in a tent, no doubt, uh, and uh, all those people in tents. He's not offering him an opportunity to come and just live in a tent somewhere and amongst the rest of them. He's telling him uh, we are on a journey. Uh, we are going to a place that God is going to give to us. Uh, may I say to you, young people, as wonderful it is, as it is to be here, uh, amen, uh, uh, this is not what really we're talking about. Uh, amen, we're going to another place. Uh, we're going to a place called heaven, uh, a place where everything's perfect, uh, a place where, uh, amen, there's no more sin and there's no more sickness and there's no more pain and there's no more COVID and there's no more, hey, uh, you don't have to worry worry about locking doors, amen, because somebody might break in and steal. We're going to a perfect place with perfect people, sinless perfection. That's where we're going. We're journeying. That's why we sing songs like, I'm going to a better country, a land of bliss beyond compare. It won't be long, oh hallelujah, till I shall anchor over there. And then there's a song that says, I'm a glad pilgrim on my way, gone to glory land. Jesus, my only hope and stay, hold me by the hand. It is such joy to understand things that I never knew. Keeping my promise to the Lord, I'm going through. Or maybe, uh, amen, I, it's uh, while traveling through this world of sorrow. Or maybe there's a city of gold across the river. When I reach it, I'm told I'll live forever. My soul will fly over Chile, Jordan, over Jordan. On wings of love, I'll fly away. Not a moment to Make up your mind. Take a moment and choose God's love divine. Amen. Or maybe it's that song you sung yesterday, when the redeemed are gathering in. Or maybe it's, won't it be wonderful there? When with the Savior we enter the glory land, won't it be wonderful there? Or what about, will you meet me over yonder? I'm going to. What about all those songs we're singing? Some of these days I'm going home where no sorrows ever come. We'll soon be done. Come on, Andrew. We'll soon be done. We're troubles and trials. So we sang the songs all through our songbook, and that's just a scratch. Many and most of those songs are talking about going to another place. Moses is not saying, hey, I want you to stay here and work on the tents. No, Moses is saying, we're pilgrims. We're on a journey, and we're going to a better place. 
Hobab couldn't see it. And so how do you know he couldn't see it? Because of his answer. And people can't see it today. Uh, Brother Laddie, I'll try to tell somebody. uh, Hey, can I talk to you about heaven? It's going to be a wonderful place. The street is going to be pure gold. The walls are going to be jasper and the gates, amen, are going to be made of pearl. I won several pearl for a gate. I'm talking about a massive ball, amen, a pearl rolled in front of the gate. Amen, it's going to be awesome to be there. And then it talks about the foundation of the city. My, my, all the things that we think are precious, all the things that are so expensive here, God's going to make the concrete blocks out of that. It's just the foundation of the city. And the Bible says the whole city is gold. It's not just the road. Amen. It's the whole city is transparent gold, pure. But the best part, oh, it's going to be good when we get up there, brother. I'm telling you now, it's going to be good. Uh, you're talking about running for God. Uh, hey, man, that city, has got, that city uh, is going to be 1,500 miles that way. And if you're standing at the corner, it's going to be 1,500 miles that way. But that's not the big part of the city. Uh, hey, man, turn around and look up. And it's 1,500 miles high. You talk about a building now. Listen to this. In this building, it looks like maybe about a, a 25-foot roof, maybe 30. If you made the ceiling a mile high, you got 1,500 stories. Can I say, it's a biggin'? <laughs> but the sad part is, Brother Laddie, they, they can't see it. And I tell them, well, it's going to be awesome because all the saints of God are going to be there. Right? And we'll never, we'll never have a disagreement, an argument. There'll never be an alt. There'll never be a fuss. Amen. It's going to be wonderful. Our minds will be, amen, cleansed and we'll live with God in perfection. It's going to be wonderful. But they can't understand it. Then I tell them the greatest part is Jesus will be there. Amen. The light of the city. No need for the stars. No need for a moon or sun. Jesus is the light of the city. But they can't see that. Moses is saying, we're on a journey. This is not it. Now, now if, if you're thinking well, that this is good, maybe... Maybe Moses had a double-wide tent. I'm talking about a nice double-wide tent. Amen. And maybe his path to take some of the things you don't want to keep in the tent is a nice path to get rid of that. Amen. We'll leave that there. Amen. And uh, maybe they brought food in. I believe they did. They brought food into Moses. And, and he probably, as far as tent went, uh, amen, it, it was probably a pretty good tent and a, and a pretty good, uh, amen, setup. And he had people that would come and, and help him with things. And, and I'm sure he had it well. Uh, and, and so when he's talking to Hobab, Hobab's looking around and he's probably saying, man, this is the nicest double wide tent I've ever seen. But that's not what Moses was trying to get him to see. Moses is saying, hey, this is not what we're talking about here. Uh, 
Amen. We're talking about we're going to a new place. We're going to a place that flows with milk and honey. We're going to a place that God, amen, is going to give us and he's already told us that he's going to give it to us. Hobab, come and go with us. I see his grand pilgrimage, amen. It's an offer of salvation. It's an offer of salvation. Number two, amen, if you're taking notes, I see his glorious promise in verse number 29, come with us and we will do thee good. Amen, it's not only an offer of salvation, it's an offer of safety. See, in this day, there were constant attacks. There were people that just wanted what you had and they would come in like Democrats and take what you had, amen. And, uh, and here, this is what they were doing. Uh, uh, they would uh, come in and catch a, 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 a village, a, a group of people uh, unaware, and, uh, and they would come in from other places and just ravish them and kill the men and take their stuff away. And that's, that's the way it was done in this day. If Hobab is with Moses, he's with a large group of people and that's wonderful, but it's more than that. He has the protection of God upon him, amen. Hey man, Moses loves him enough to say, hey, we want you to go on this journey with us. Hey man, we want you to be a part of us. It's an offer of salvation. We also want to offer you a safety that God can give you. But I see the great problem. And in verse number 30, it's this. And he said unto him, I will not go. What is his reasonings? He says, I, I will depart to mine own land and to my kindred. I see that he has got a problem. His problem perhaps is his farm. He's going back to his own land. Maybe it's his family, his friends. I want to go back to my kindred. Why would he want to leave from Moses? Well, uh, to, to, to help you to understand, uh, if Hobab is his brother-in-law, then Jethro or Relul, uh, that's uh, the same person. Uh, he's the priest of Midian. And no doubt he had a triple wide tent. Why do I want to run around in this double wide tent when I can go home? My daddy's got a triple wide. <laughs> and my dad is, he's the priest of Midian. And when my dad steps off the scene, then I will step in and I'll become the priest of Midian. There's only one problem. Just because it uses the word priest doesn't mean they're right with God. The priest of Midian is not, amen, a priest for God. And so they're involved in uh, uh, false idolatry and false worship and other things. And you say, well, uh, are you talking about Moses' father-in-law? Uh, yeah, I'm talking about Moses' father-in-law. Uh, amen. Uh, he's not uh, giving uh, the God of Israel. Uh, amen. He's not giving uh, Jehovah God uh, glory. Uh, amen. Uh, and so then Hobab's going to go back to a false religion. Uh, and he's going to go back because uh, there's land and there's, there's friends and there's family. And so he makes this decision. I'm going to go back. 
though he's heard what Moses has to offer. He says, I believe I'm going to go back. I will not go with you. I see, number four, I see the gentle pleading. I'm amazed that Moses loved him so. Look at verse number 31. And the Bible says, and he said, leave us not, I pray thee. Moses begins to plead with him. Any preacher that's worth anything, uh, uh, when the invitation comes, there'll be a quiver in the voice. Uh, there'll be a heart that takes over. I watched it happen yesterday uh, when your pastor stood up here on this pulpit uh, and uh, began, to, uh, began to plead with those to come. Uh, amen. He didn't just give up. He didn't just come up here and said, well, we, we sung a verse of a song. You didn't come, so uh, let's go eat. Uh, no, uh, he came up here and his voice kind of changed uh, and tears welled up in his eyes and began to drip down the sides uh, and he began to beg and plead with people. Uh, come, come while you can and begin to tell them the consequences of whether you come or whether you don't. And sure enough, Moses begins to pray. Amen, I pray thee. That word gives us the thought of him pleading with him and begging him, don't go, Hobab. You don't understand. You can't see it like we do. God has showed me what's gonna happen and you need to stay with us. But Hobab says, I will not. I will not go with you. And as far as we can tell, it ends that way. Though we find that he offers him not only to come with them, but he also tells him, hey, I'm gonna offer you an opportunity to serve our God. Look at verse 31, and he said, leave us not, I pray thee, for as much as thou knowest how we are to encamp in the wilderness, and thou mayest be to us instead of eyes. And it shall be, if thou go with us, yea, it shall be that what goodness the Lord shall do unto us, uh, the same will we do unto thee. Uh, he's saying if you'll come and serve our God, uh, our God will bless you. He's offered him salvation. He's offered him safety. He's offering him security in amongst the people of God. And he's offering the possibility, the opportunity to serve and to be rewarded for it. But we can't really find that Hobab changed his mind. I can see it here, and I know there's the word they. In verse number 20, uh, 33, it says, and they departed from the mount of the Lord three days journey, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord went before them. But I cannot guarantee you, Brother Gravely, that, that, that Hobab went with them here. The last thing we hear from him, I don't hear him saying, I've changed my mind. I want to go with you. I know you love me and I know you care about me and I see what you're seeing now. And so I've changed my mind. I will not go back. I'm going to go with you, Moses. But I wish we could find that in these scriptures. But we don't find it. It's almost like God leaves it open for us. And they departed could he have been amongst the group, Jason? Yes, he could have, brother. But could he not have? Yes, it may have just been that everybody packed up tent and they left from that location. 
Now, I want to make that clear to you. But see, Hobab's got the opportunity, but he's only got the opportunity right there. He doesn't have it, the opportunity next week or, or the next or, or, or a year from now. The opportunity, the invitation, amen, the possibility of coming with Moses is urgent. We're fixing to leave out. You gonna go with us or not? Amen. Let me say something to you here in this room. We're fixing to leave out. We said it yesterday and the pastor said amen and the deacon said amen and they said it because it's true but Jesus is coming and he could come even today and when he does, we're leaving out and you can come unless you refuse it and he takes us away. Andrew, before I... uh, Before I got saved, I had been around church a little bit, not a lot. But I knew enough about this. I'd heard this thing about this people disappearing. And I'd heard about that and I said, well, this is my plan. I really don't want to do the church thing and I don't enjoy the preacher screaming, hollering, spitting. And so I would go to church maybe a couple of times a year, maybe... We'd go at Easter time for the, we'd find a church doing a big Easter egg hunt, you know, that's important, you know, no, it ain't. And uh, we would go and, and then we would go at Christmas time and see a play and get an apple and an orange and maybe let, them, let our kids be involved in standing on the stage. And that, that was about our, uh, the end of our, of our religion, if you would. And, uh, and so I wasn't really interested in the things of God, but I had a plan. My plan was this, when everybody disappears, then I'm going to bow down and ask God to save me. That was my plan. If everybody, now I knew a few people that I really thought like was the real thing. I knew some people that I didn't think was the real thing. Amen, I still know some people I don't think is the real thing. Amen, and you say, well, you're judging. Well, Paul said, I stand in doubt of you, amen. And if Paul can say, I stand in doubt of you, then I can doubt a few people too, amen. If you say that you're saved, but you live like the devil, I doubt very seriously you understood what you was doing when you came down and asked God to save you. I'm still old-fashioned enough to believe that when you come down and get saved, amen, old things are passed away, behold, all things have become new. So that was my plan. That's what I'm going to do. See, I'm going to, when everybody that I think saved disappears and it's all on the headlines and everything, millions are gone, then I have my plan. I've got my plan. And my plan is I'm going to run down to the altar and I'm going to bow down and I'm going to ask God to forgive me and save me. But then somebody told me this. <laughs> no, you ain't. And I said, what? I heard a preacher say, and God says, send them strong delusion. And they shall believe a lie and be damned. Why? Because they done heard it. They heard the truth. They didn't want it. Because I had heard and I didn't receive it when God gave the opportunity, the invitation. Because I didn't go with God. Amen. But I said no. Then I was in danger that if God had have raptured the people away and I'd have ran down, I knew enough. I knew Jesus had died on the cross. I knew that he was buried. I knew that he rose again. Amen. I knew how to quote John 3, 16. Amen. I knowed all those things. But I would have died lost without God if Jesus would have come from the time of my plan. 
Amen. Until the time I truly was born again. The offer, the invitation is given, but Hobab says, no, I will not go. And Hobab, amen, it looks like Hobab goes on back to his land and he's gonna live his life happily ever after. Amen, so I see the gentle pleading. Leave us not, I pray thee. I believe that Moses is crying. The great man of God, Moses, I believe he's crying. You do know he's, he's known as being the meekest. Now I know the Lord Jesus was the meekest man that ever walked on planet. He was everything. Amen. He was everything. Greatest preacher, greatest missionary. Amen. He was everything. But Moses is known for his meekness. I believe he pleaded with his brother-in-law. Don't leave us. Don't leave us. Don't go away from us. Wonder why he was worried about. Wonder what he could see. Wonder what he thought was going to happen if Hobab left. Amen. If he leaves without God, if he doesn't come, amen, and stay with us, he's going to go away and wrath is going to come. I see his gentle pleading, but I see Hobab doesn't receive it. Now listen to me. I want you to turn in your Bible. I'm closing out. I want you to turn over in your Bible to Numbers chapter number 31. I want you to know that Hobab, his his father is the priest of Midian. That means he's a Midianite. He wants to go back to to his land and to his people. Numbers chapter 31 in verse number one, the Bible says, and the Lord spake unto Moses saying, avenge the children of Israel of the Midianites. Avenge the children of Israel of the Midianites. God is telling Moses to go down to Midian and destroy them. Is that what your Bible says? What if Hobab, brother, what if Hobab went home. And now God is saying, Moses, I want you to go down to Midian and I want you to completely and entirely destroy the adults. I want you to kill all the men. Uh, Amen. And we'll find the story here. You know what they did? I read it. Uh, I go down a little ways to verse number seven. And they warred against the Midianites as the Lord had commanded. Uh, Amen, Moses. And they slew all the males. Hobab is a male. And they slew the kings of Midian besides the rest of them that were slain. Namely, and he begins to name off all the ones that were there. And the children of Israel, verse number nine, took all the women in the Midian captives and their little ones and took the spoil of their cattle and all their flocks and all their goods. And they burnt all their cities wherein they dwelt and all their goodly castles with fire. And they took all the spoil and all the prey, both of men and of beasts. They came back to Moses, are you listening? And they had some women there that Moses said, no, no, you're not gonna bring those women in here. And he had them take them and kill them. And so I try to picture it, Brother Samuel. I try to picture it that day. I back up the tape. And I see Moses talking with Hobab. Hobab, we're on a big journey. 
We're going to a city and a place that God's going to give us. A wonderful place. Come and go with us. He'll do you good. Hobab says, I will not go. I'm going to go back to Midian. I'm going to go back to my people. Moses begins to weep. I pray thee, leave us not. Don't go. If you'll come and go with us, God can use you and you can be rewarded and God will bless you. But Hobab left. A few chapters later in my book, in my Bible, I can fan the pages over and now perhaps maybe Hobab's down there in Midian and all of a sudden somebody goes to screaming and he looks up and the whole mountain ridge top is lined up with the children of Israel rolling over the top of the mountain coming down to Midian to destroy them. And I wonder what's surging through his mind. I wonder as he watches the children of Israel, how the men, the army of God come through and sword after sword, people dying, blood everywhere and they're setting buildings on fire and hey, it was God's will. God told them to do it. And God had them set those places on fire and then it says in the goodly castles. wonder who was living in the castles. You said the kings were and the priests, the Midian. And they went over and they burned those castles down. Could it be that Hobab ran out and saw it all happening and then it surged through his mind? Perhaps it said, you should have stayed with Moses. Maybe he thought, oh, I've missed it all. Maybe I've missed it all. I should have went with him. I should be with the children of Israel. And now because I made the wrong choice, I made the wrong decision, now wrath from God has come upon us. And we don't know this, but maybe he fell down right there and began to beg out to God for mercy. But someone come along, pulled out their sword and... Or maybe spun it around and ran it through his back while he prayed. It's too late. They set him on fire. If you won't go with us, it's going to end in fire. God don't want you to go there. God, hey, Moses didn't want Hobab to be set on fire. Moses loved him. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's how much he loves you. And he wants you to come to him and he doesn't want you to put it off and he doesn't want you to walk away because you may walk away today. You may say, no, I will not go. And you may go on out the doors thinking later you'll, you'll get right with God and you may never have an opportunity to get right with God outside of this very meeting. The only hope that we have the only hope that we have for Hobab, Hobab is going back to those scriptures and perhaps, just perhaps, and we hope that when he said, leave us not, I pray thee, leave us not, that maybe, just maybe, Hobab said, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, Moses. And I'm not going back. I'm going with you. And they departed from the mount of the Lord. Oh, wouldn't it be wonderful if Hobab went with Moses that day? 
Oh, you reckon they shouted it out if that's the case? Maybe, maybe Hobab knelt down and said, what is it I need to do, Moses, so that I can join up with y'all? And Moses said, just come down over here beside me. I've got this altar right here in my, triple, my double wide tent. Come right over here. This is where I pray at night. See them wore out spots there? That's where my knees wears it out. I want you to come right over here with me. And he said, well, what do I need to do? And he got shook up and tore up. And maybe Moses said, hey, listen, if you don't come with us, there's going to be fire. There's going to be dead. Hobab said, I want it. I want it right now. What do I need to do? You're going to have to trust God. You're going to have to call on God. You're going to have to admit to him you're a sinner and you don't deserve it. Maybe, just maybe, and I'm done. Maybe, just maybe, Hobab stayed with Moses. The men were sent out and they destroyed the Midianites. And then they came back in with a spoil. And maybe Hobab sat there and cried and wept. Listen, his family, his people, they're all gone. Are you listening? They burn them. They burnt the city down. The castle is gone. It's a tragedy. Maybe Moses come walking in the tent. He's not, he's not happy about it. Hey, God, God doesn't take pleasure in sending somebody to hell. Maybe Moses was sitting there in his double wide tent. Hobab came in. Just heard the news. They're all gone. But maybe he just said, but Moses, I want to thank you for telling me about him. Because if you hadn't told me that day, if you hadn't loved me enough, if you hadn't cared enough about me, I'd have went back, I'd have went back. If you hadn't, if you hadn't told me, if I hadn't seen it, Lord, if I hadn't called on you, God, if I hadn't got right with you, I'd have been in the same place they were. And today, it's your decision. Some yesterday made their decision. You did good. Really proud of you, young lady. You did good. Invitation was given. And they didn't sit there. They didn't get up and go to the bathroom. They didn't go outside and get in the car and huff and puff and blow. But instead, they came down here. Saw that one young lady. She come right here. Ladies that cared about her, they all gathered around her. She prayed right here. Another one was right here. Even at the end, a little one came in. Way over here, she was wise enough. Amen. She wanted to go farther with God. Amen. Here we are this morning. It's the last time I'll be here. Maybe the last time I'm ever here. Oh, you may say, well, Brother Fraser, we're going to have you come back next year if Brother Morgan will hurt himself. And I'm, being, I'm joking about that. But Jesus may come and I may never be back here. And it may be, it may be that you don't get to have a meeting tonight. This may be the last time Brother Gravely's ever here. 
Jesus may come in between services today. It's that close. It's that real. Hey, the wrath of God is coming. The day of the Lord is here. It's near. And he's going to call us away. Would you come and go with us? Would you come and go with us? Would you come and go with us? If you miss it, you're going to miss it all. Would you come and go with us? Would you come and go with us? It'll do you good. We'll do you good. God will do you good. If you'll come and go with us. Or you can say, I will not go. Let's bow our heads together this morning. Preacher, you want to come? You want me to give an invitation? Church, would you listen to me today? I believe. I believe God wants to save somebody this morning. Could the real saints of God in this place, could you whisper a prayer to God that he had moved in this place this morning? Would you ask him to do something great? Would you do like Moses? Would you intercede for God? Would you begin to pray, leave us not, leave us not? I wonder this morning if there's somebody that would be willing to get up right now. They don't have to sing just as I am 49 times. You know whether God's dealing with you or not. You know whether this message is for you. Why don't you just get up? Some are coming to pray. Others are coming. Why don't you get up and come? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Come and go with us. We're fixing to leave out. It could be today. The trumpet sounds. God in the clouds. And we leave from here and go away with him. And we're gone. And we're gone and you're behind. You've been left. Won't you come and go with us? You'll be glad you did. Heaven's going to be wonderful. It'd be more wonderful if you'd come and go with us. Don't tell him no. Come and go with us. More than likely, more than likely, Hobab went home. Oh, I have a hope that he got right. But more than likely, he died in that fire. And the worst part about it is, Hobab lifted up his eyes in hell. And I believe the first thing ring out of his mouth is what usually rings out of everybody's. Oh, God! Oh, God! I'm sorry now. Oh, God! Forgive me now. But it's too late. For you would not go with us. The decision you make today or the lack thereof by not coming to God could be the last decision God ever let you make concerning him. Why don't you come? Several down here praying, preacher, I'm done if you'll come.